0: It's all about a fair go for those who have a go.
1: How good is
0: Australia? Yeah. Have a go. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. Get a job. Get a job. Have, a go. Go. have a go. To start a business. To start a family. To buy a home. Have a go. Have, have a, a go. go. And get a fair go when they have, have that go. Get a job. Work hard. Work a hard. Yep. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go.
1: This is the best have country in the world.
0: Welcome to another episode of the Have Go podcast. Hope you're doing well. My name is Dave Edwards and with me, Dane Eldridge. Dane, welcome. Thanks, mate. Great to be here again as we take a look at our once
2: resolute country and how it's become a brutal old milk arrowroot. You know, it's a biscuit It's not even
0: Australian owned anymore, mate. Oh my goodness. That's very, very poetic of you and frightening. It is, isn't it? Arrowroot is an Australian biscuit. I don't care what these corporations do, who buys out whom. Yeah, that's an Australian biscuit. It's bloody criminal, mate. That's a shocker. I'm just, I'm depressed. Yeah, sorry, we're gonna to have to stop. Let's now. get into a really upbeat subject. So, we're going to talk about terrorism today, mate. Oh, good. Okay. National yep. security. Yes, um, mate. F- as far as places go, Australia is a pretty safe country to live. You'd, you'd, you'd say you'd safe, have to you? say that, relatively speaking. I mean, we're completely surrounded by water. Yep. Our nearest neighbour is probably couple of thousand miles away. Yep. Uh, you know, we've gotten rid of all of our guns. Yep. Bloody hard work to commit a murder in this country. It is. But that doesn't mean we don't take our national security seriously. That's right. We've got to keep this community of ours safe, don't we, from people who want to do us harm. That's right. I mean, even though we're
2: completely ensconced in laws and bylaws and rules and stuff mm-hmm. like that, there is still the threat of danger that lurks out there. But um, thankfully, thankfully we've got our um, leaders in Canberra who are keeping us alert alert and alarmed at all times, Mm. uh, which in the end does benefit the most important aspect of society, which is votes at the ballot box.
0: Uh, Mate, we talked recently on this podcast about the Republican movement and how that's something we stopped talking about for some reason. Yes. I feel like it's the same with terrorism. Yeah. And, I mean, do you remember when terrorism was on everyone's lips? And I'm not talking about cyber terrorism or, you know, emotional terrorism, the kind that you see on maths, Mm. but straight up traditional boots on ground terrorism. Yeah. What happened to it? I don't know, mate. And I mean, look, the media cycle just is whoring for
2: anything these days, anything whistly like that. Mm. And it's just gone fell by the wayside. I mean, is terrorism no longer sexy? don't think so. No, has terrorism been (laughs) cancelled? I mean, we need to talk about it, mate. I mean, look, look, I think what's played into it is that, um, you know, these days with uh, internet ridicule and whatnot, the boomers have been largely silenced. I mean, they've
0: Really They've been rid- reserved to outposts such as the, the Australian comment section. That's
2: right. And I mean, they really can't say anything now without being ridiculed, by, or at least by, by the lowercase society online, <laughs> which, let's be honest, is what drives uh, the political mm. discourse. Uh, so that could be the reason why, or could we maybe just be, we're just a reactive society with a limited attention span now. You could know what be. I mean? Yeah, we're just moving from one thing to the next, or it's just COVID.
0: It could just be COVID. Yeah, yeah. It could yeah. just be COVID. Yeah. Um, I did actually note, though, that deaths from terrorism are 59% lower now than their peak in 2014. So perhaps it's not just COVID. Maybe not. There but might be something in it.
2: There could be. I mean, it's probably no conflated hysteria from the mainstream media because COVID wasn't actually caused by a bloke of Middle Eastern
0: appearance. Yeah, it wasn't, was yeah. it? So I'd say that's probably why it's sort of died off. Yeah, okay. Mm. Well, I think our fear of terrorism really is unique. I know, I, I'm I sure there aren't any countries out there who embrace terrorism. I'm happy to have a terrorist attack on our soil. Yeah. But I think it plays into our way of life in Australia. We love our way of life. I mean, we've mm. got it... We've got it real good here in Australia, let's be fair. Beautiful beaches, a vibrant cultural scene, Mm. plenty of Merivale pubs. (laughs) And we don't want to let anyone take that away from us, do we? No, not at all. I'm not going to let some bloke with a balaclava stop me from going to the Boxing Day test. Not at all, mate. And, you know, you attack that. You attack the rest of us, don't you? That's right. And terrorists know that. They know that, you know, they're looking at Australia and they're thinking, mate, Mm. What would really rattle these blokes if we bombed an SNV Collingwood blockbuster at the G? That's right. On Anzac Day.
2: That's what guys in the hills are thinking. That's what they want to go for. They want to go for Sometimes they go to the soft
0: option. They'll bomb like an embassy or an expat bar in another country. And it's
2: like, mate, go on. Yeah, it's passe,
0: isn't it? I mean,
2: look, and and the thing is now as well, mate, is that we are very precious about our way of life. And rightly so. But um, do we re- even really know what terrorism is anymore? I mean, personally, I always use my barometer for uh, terrorism is just whoever Pauline Hansen is attacking at mm. the moment. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like it's got a little bit more sophisticated than that mm. now, hasn't it? I mean, it's not like you yeah. said, your, your conventional uh, orthodox uh, terrorism anymore.
0: Well, it's gone online. Well, we'll get to that a little bit later, but mm. you're right. It has changed. I mean, but speaking of change, 9-11 changed everything. Sure did. We know that. We accept that. We've talked about 9-11 ad nauseum on this podcast. Mm. Um, Australia didn't actually have any terrorism laws until 9-11. Yep. By 2016, 17, you know, Australia had more terror laws in place than any other nation, really. That's right. I mean, we just love passing laws on terrorism here.
2: Yeah, we do. We do. I mean, I, I don't know if they're um, right up to date or if they're completely fair, though. I mean, I you could see, you know, a, a bloke of Arabian appearance from Western Sydney. He could click a banner ad for Syria on his computer. Yep. But while some unabashed KKK enthusiasts, they're, they're canvassed for pre-selection. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm not too sure if we've really have nailed down what terrorism Who is at our the moment. Are, yeah. I mean, I'm not seeing six to eight hours a night on sky about um, <laughs> about white supremacists yet, are we?
0: No. So no, only four to five. Yeah. So the current terror threat level, I, I was interested because that was always a thing, wasn't it? Particularly it was. when I talked about the peak of two thousand and fourteen, that was right up there. Mm. Um It's actually pretty ho-hum now, the the threat level. It's listed as probable. Mm. So there's five levels to the National Terrorism Threat Advisory System. It's not expected, possible, probable, expected and certain. So we're only at probable. Yeah, okay, all right. the website also name checks a few terror groups to be worried about. So ISIS, Al Qaeda, they're still up there. Yeah, okay. Still inspiring attacks Staples. Yep. around the world. Mm. Um, but Sydney and Melbourne are the places most exposed to an attack due to our population density. Mm. So it's, you know, it's still probable. It is. The government says that an attack is still probable. Feels pretty good to be terrorism
2: worthy, doesn't it? Living in does, city, doesn't, doesn't it? Just wear it as a badge of honour, yeah,
0: Nelly. Yeah, gotta love this city. Yeah, but yeah,
2: like, I mean the terror alarm system. I was always always just to wonder who used to set, you know, who used to who used to make the decisions on that. You know, like the old um the fire rating system. Yeah, you know, so I always just thought it was like someone's just
0: pulling the strings.
2: Yeah, or just you know you're licking their finger and putting it out the window. Yeah, so, yeah I,
0: the feels like temperature. Yeah,
2: that's right. Yeah, you know, just chucking some grass into the air and seeing which way it blows. Yep. if it blows towards Auburn, then we've got one coming. Um, so basically, yeah, the terror alarm system. I just thought it was green. Amber, yep. red, and then Abbott. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Abbott, obviously, the worst
0: yep. um, in terms of fear mongering. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, let's let's not go into the specifics of terror attacks on Australian soil because you know maybe it'll lead to a copycat attack. I don't want to... I mean, I've seen the listener analytics of the Have They Go podcast and there is Mm. a disturbing cluster of listeners based in the desert of eastern Syria. (laughs) So let's play it safe here and keep things pretty general on this episode. But, I mean, we have seen attacks in both Sydney and Melbourne, Mm. memorably the Lint Cafe siege, of course, back in 2014. I mean, the fallout from that lone gunman attack Mm. uh, was basically how the fuck did this bloke not get rubbed out two seconds into this?
2: I always wondered that. And also he, uh, as as, uh, the media does like to do. They did a huge background on him afterwards, and apparently he did have, have some priors, um, and somehow he managed to slip the net. Yeah. Mm. It would have been more surprising if he was just total clean skin. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So yep. so it is the fault of the authorities, yeah. uh, let's be honest, but uh, made great viewing
0: on 60 Minutes. Yeah. Well, mm. no, no one wanted to step up and be a hero, did they, that no. day? I mean, there was an inquest into the siege. I remember there was a bit of confusion around the lines of command on the day. The negotiators—they'd had very little specialist training mm. for some reason around yep. this. Yep, um, we we got to sort that out. Yeah, well, I think the ultimately the sniper that was, um, you
2: know, charged with the responsibility of, of um, training his gun on the on the suspect, he was uh, he was just uh, absolutely restricted by red tape. Uh, So, he had to run it up the line through three uh, sets of subcommittees, uh, two managers and uh, the minister, just to basically cock the gun.
0: Uh, So, yeah, once again, I think we've been nobbled by red tape. Mm. Mm. I mean, we love America in Australia, Mm. but why don't we take our cues from America when it comes to how to deal with terrorists? Agreed. They're not afraid to pull the trigger. Not at all. So, let's talk about another topic of national security. I'm talking about borders. I mean, mm. we can't really talk about national security without talking about borders. I mean, mm. Abbott, the Stop the Boats policy, mm. Operation Sovereign Borders. Mm. I mean, that was, that was a big deal, wasn't it? It was. That was very emotive. It was heavy rhetoric with a mm. very,
2: uh, very uh, anxiety-inducing term to, um, to, to label the, the whole project, wasn't it? But I think seriously, the pollies, they love uh, a bit of alarmism around this stuff doesn't it? They, their popularity is so high. And that's why I think the polis actually love the pandemic recently mm-hmm. for their opportunity just to just, shut the borders at at the drop of a hat. I mean, Internal borders, yeah. That's right. It just completely indulged their protectionist fantasies. And I actually think they're all secretly frothing for COVID-20.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think they would love to have it all over again. Hands off our minerals, hands off our borders. Hands off our borders, hands off, you know, I think this kind of almost plays into the great Australian dream in a way. Like (laughs) we long for our stake in the ground. If you're encroaching on our space, you know, I will slaughter you. That's the kind of mindset we have (laughs) in Australia. (laughs) I mean, we're actually renovating our place shortly, and I uh, just discovered that our next-door neighbour's fence encroaches about half a metre into our plot of land. Right, okay. And, you know, they've built a pergola um, without a DA, obviously, and it's literally yep. staked in on our plot.
2: Mm, so we mm.
0: raised this with her, and she freaked out. Okay. But you're literally building on my soil. Yeah. You've come in here, yeah. a foreign body, invading mm. my land. Yes. But- you know you've been enjoying the spoils of my backyard for the last 30 years yeah yeah and she
2: probably shot back and said well i didn't see like a big navy ship patrolling there so i just exactly. thought it'd be okay well yeah. you
0: know that's maybe that's part of it i mean we're fearful of losing what we have mm. even if we haven't earned it that's correct we're the lucky country but in saying that don't we
2: love border control
0: Mate, we do we absolutely do we don't like things coming in unannounced in australia no, that's show right. us your paperwork we're a nation of parking inspectors <laughs> That's
2: exactly right. And that's why we absolutely love reality television, don't we? I mean, look <laughs> at uh, border, is it border security, border control? I can't remember the name, but it's an absolute ratings lock. And yeah. Australians love it because it pretty much just affirms all of our preconceptions that we're under threat from Chinese grandmas with undeclared legumes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Dried fruit. Yeah, yeah. So Really uh, up there. When I, yeah, I'm sure that probably Peter Dutton spends about eight to 10 hours a day just monitoring that yep. specific issue. Hates a dried sardine. Hates it. Yep. Hates it. Uh, when I talk about Operation so- Sovereign Borders, uh, that was actually overseen by a three-star general, you might remember. That's another trend I've noticed. I don't know if you've noticed this, but the increase in former military personnel in key leadership positions in Australia. Yes, yeah. We're becoming Capitol Hill, aren't we? We um, are. I mean, the, yep. the, you've got the, the last few governor generals. Yeah. Um, you know, Peter Gros- Cosgrove, the other bloke yep. who's in now, Name Escapes Me. Yep. Uh, liberal politicians as well. Mm. Andrew Hasty, former SAS. Mm, on brand. Very much Linda on bread. Reynolds, another army officer. Yep. Is Australia turning into America, putting our car key heroes in on a pedestal?
2: I think so. I mean, wasn't Donald Trump was the first American president without a military background, and we saw how that
0: fucking mm. ended. But up, But mate, didn't he, he loved the generals. Did he? He was ever. always banging on about generals. Big on the
2: troops, wasn't he? I guess if we do go down that path, which I'm happy to do, I mean, we just need to watch the booze culture. I mean, there's a bad booze culture in Canberra at the moment yeah. already. I mean, are we ready for ministers drinking fine reds out of a prosthetic leg? <laughs>
0: I'm ready. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for that. Strong borders. It would be, you know, maybe they could start issuing prosthetic legs at Canberra (laughs) haunts. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see it. Speaking of that, Ben Robert smith I mean, he I thought, you know, a few years ago you would have thought he's our next Prime Minister. Definitely. He had it all. You know, six foot seven, monster of a man with a VC around his neck.
2: Yeah, it's got the V with the body shape. Oh, he's, has just for, he's just made for uh, everything. the upper, heart,
0: uh, upper house. Now, we won't say too much about him because I know it is part of a, a defamation lawsuit at the moment, but it's not looking good for him. Not at all. I mean, you get taken down on Studio 10, you're done. It's not all boots on the ground stuff, though. I mean, we talked about that the cyber terrorism as well. I mean, it feels like a lot of the talk now is about China. Yes. We've been talking about China for a while on this podcast. Mm. And we can see the geopolitical realignment taking shape, can't we? Oh, can't I ever. Yeah, we talk about it all the time. I mean, look, um,
2: even just recently Channel 9 was hacked and we saw they really went for the jugular by taking Weekend Today off the air. (laughs) Um, And I just thought, you know, you, you attack Channel 9, you know, you attack, you attack Australia. I mean, you mm. can't – I think if you're going to dismantle Australia, you can do it through
0: Richard Wilkins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Richie Beto be rolling in his grave yeah, knowing I mean, what happened to nine. Exactly. This is fucking war now, boys. I mean, we've sunk – I think we've sunk a billion into cyber defence recently. We've mm-hmm. finally decided to put a bit of coin into it. Yeah. Um, but we took our time. Because we're not that scared of it, because it's not a tangible thing. Cyber terrorism? What? You're going to you know steal a bit of our data? You're going to hack a parliamentary system?
2: Yeah, go ahead, have my Medicare number. I don't care. <laughs> yeah.
0: What you're trying to yeah undermine yeah. our vaccine rollout? Good luck to you, China.
2: Yeah, that's right. You're going to try and you know take away my rebate on my bloody indigestion tablets. I mean, does this do mean worse?
0: Do I have to change all my passwords now? Yeah, I don't it's... want to. I want to keep the same password across all online platforms.
2: <laughs> that's right. And it comes down again to the one thing that drives fear in this nation, and it's whether or not. Th- said fear is tactile and it's mm. not is it online no. is not tactile no i mean you know obviously you block me out of my facebook account it's fucking on <laughs> okay but otherwise than that you know we don't really care
0: no Have a go. in australia national security is everybody's responsibility our nation is constantly at threat from sophisticated state-based actors seeking to corrupt our society through cyber attacks terrorism and backpackers With your help, the Australian government pledges to combat each and every one of these security threats. Except those from China. If you witness unusual surveillance of government buildings, landmarks or real estate on the North Shore, don't worry, it's just China. If you receive unexplained requests for passwords or highly encrypted defence strategy documents, disclose it immediately, it's just China. And if you've got a Huawei, fill it with every personal detail possible. Because it's just China. Australia. It's just China's.
2: Authorised by the Chinese Communist Party, Beijing, on behalf of the Australian Government, Canberra. Vote one, Daniel Andrews. It's all about a
0: fair go for those who have a go.
2: How to sign off. Well,
1: well, 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 and not the way it was, as has been suggested, but for the last time, the way it is, this Friday, the 29th of November, this is Brian,
0: Brian Henderson, sad, Brian Henderson, saying, not goodnight, this time, but good, good, goodbye. Yep, yep, yep. Very pleased to welcome to the Have A Go podcast this week, social commentator and comedian, Sean Woodland. Welcome. My absolute pleasure to be here, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure to have you. Uh, This week, mate, we are talking about national security. It's a big phrase, national security. What do you think when you hear that phrase?
3: Uh, I immediately think of a a bloke from my local who's a spy, Frazier. Obviously, he can't tell us what he does. uh, But (laughs) his wife's had three affairs on him. And he hasn't (laughs) discovered one of them. And I think that's the caliber of the sort of person responsible for Australia's national security.
0: It's pretty concerning, Mm. I think.
3: Yeah. 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 I mean, really, what are we protecting anyway?
0: Yeah. Well, borders, boats. Can't let any boats in. Mm. Well, (laughs) terrorism. Is that still a thing? Not really. COVID's kind of wiped out terrorism.
3: COVID's wiped out a few things, hasn't it? Um, I mean, you can. Terrorism's. You can now murder someone just by breathing on them. Yeah, right. Which, mm. which doesn't really hold the same appeal as beheading someone on a video and putting it on YouTube, does it? No. Um, you know, I mean, you can only begin to imagine Ted Bundy and I from a lat up there in heaven going, what? You can actually just breathe on people to kill them? <laughs> like, where's the fun in that? <laughs> You'd, You'd be like to get a virgin. Yeah, if that's yeah. the
2: case, I must be on a bus full of suspects because yeah. in the morning the bloody breath on there, let me tell you, that's murderous breath. Mm. yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Um, I I think um, maybe some of the terrorists have just done what I did, got on JobKeeper, smoked a few doobies and drank cans of an evening and went, I'm not so angry anymore. This is all right. (laughs) (laughs) This is okay.
0: What do you think about national security? I mean, we're all in this together, as we know, as we were always talking about. Mm. Mm. We've got to protect ourselves. We've got to protect each other. What about dobbing in people who might be suspects? That, that's a thing now. We're being encouraged by the government to report anything suspicious.
3: Yeah, yeah, like the um, unattended baggage. Yeah. yeah. Which I've always thought when you see that at the airport, of course unattended baggage is the cause of everything. Emotional unattended baggage <laughs> is, is what makes people go nuts, doesn't it? That's yeah. what we should be um,
2: reporting. I, yeah. I'm
3: pretty keen on, on dobbing in. Yeah? oh Yeah, yeah I, I don't, I don't. And I mean, that's an Australian rite of passage, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. To, particularly if you don't like the person as well
2: yeah. Yeah. What Stitch about the dobbing Babe. the tosser You know with the, the litter um, mm. I saw a guy throw an uh, empty uh, car, car, Carton of move out of his car mm. right, I'm going to dob this bastard in right? yeah, so I Could went have been to an IED, you never know what could that, been anything, that move. But I thought I'm having enough, this is enough, this is where I live Went in to uh, fill out the form And it said would you be prepared to give your name and address And stand up in court to testify against this person And naturally I just pissed off and ran the other way Yeah. yeah I yeah. backed straight out, yeah. shut that window mm. down Took the SIM card yeah. out and set the phone on fire because, yeah, I don't want to do and that. And fair enough, you yep.
3: probably made a good choice because an adult drinking a chocolate move <laughs> yeah. is more than likely <laughs> somebody who some owns. There, yeah, 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 probably owns a Commodore and yep. we know what those people like.
2: Yeah, and I just at that moment remembered that two panels on the car were different colours
0: as well. Yeah, and that's, saying, yeah, yeah. that's clear. Yeah. I mean, you've yep. got to
3: be, like, like anything, you've got to be selective with your dobbing for yep. sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. What about national security as, like, fear politics? It's a way of keeping us in check, I think. I mean, are we really at that much threat here in Australia or do they just kind of, is the government using that to keep us on our toes?
3: I, well, I always think national security here is just like, from an Australian perspective, it's like a game of risk for just powerful nerds. Mm. Um, (laughs) We're we're essentially at China's mercy, you know, I Mm. mean, you're looking at a country, what, 1.2 or 3 billion now, China? Yeah. Mm, that, mm. Almost that many of them are only children. Mm. Um, have you ever just been out for dinner with an only child or, or done something where you've tried to tell an only child what to do? Mm. It's hell. You, you're not going to win. No. And there's a, you know, a billion of them. So, if they, you know, they want to save have got us. I, th- I think that basically there's, you know, that's the whole reason for... Digging up the inside of our is and after that, they're finished. There's nothing else here. Yeah, <laughs> like what well, you know why, well, and you know in that same uh, time, we'll just keep snivelling away to America. You know, with our in our sycophantic way, hoping that should any shit go down, mm. um, that that they'll come to our rescue.
2: Mm. Do you think they would come to our rescue? I mean, they say they would, but so well, we um, got a treaty.
0: Yeah. Well, haven't we got a treaty? We did. We yeah, did, we do. It's just a piece it, of paper, yeah, though, mate. Isn't it?
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's non-binding. It's it's up to them. I think it's at their discretion. Mm.
3: I'd certainly be more comfortable that uh, the guy in office now is more likely to uh, fulfil the contractual obligations of a treaty than his predecessor. The other
0: bloke just loved signing contracts, didn't didn't really respect them, just like getting his autograph on a piece of paper.
2: Yes, yes, definitely, yes. Um, uh, So... uh what do you think, uh, personally? So we talked about what you would picture when you see or hear or think of national security. What do you think? Just the regular Australian, the barbecue Australian, would picture when they hear the term national security? They just
3: think of blokes with beards. <laughs> 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 like it's it's that uh, same sort of thing, like playing a word association yeah. game, isn't it? They they started. You know, like you say, hot, cold, and mm. slowly but surely the word Muslim and terrorism became synonymous with one of, you know, with each other, mm. and it's persisted to this day. Yeah. Um, but, but having said that, um, I think with the uh, – no one gives a shit about the uh, Islamists at the moment. ISIS is pretty much – Gone. They're done. I have heard a
0: peep out of them
3: lately. Yeah, we, no. they've had their 20 years. Yeah. Yep. Everyone's had their, their 20 years, you know, whether it be uh, the gay community or in other parts of the world. You know, in America they went through the Italians, the Irish, then they moved on now to the Muslims. Maybe, maybe they're on to, um, you know, violent white supremacists. Conspiracy theorists, current Mm. terrorists—you can
2: usually tell that by yeah, whatever uh, drum that Pauline Hanson is banging at the time, isn't it? She's moved through the times. Yeah, can't you can't accuse her of not evolving. She's always uh, (laughs) changed over time. But um, yeah, look, I I personally, I think you know, I'm a middle Australian, aren't I, Dave? You know, Mm. I just think of naval vessels patrolling the Timor Sea. You know, feeling safe. I always love that. Yeah, yeah, all the way down to like you know, Seki's just having sex with girls in hotel quarantine. Yeah, that's yeah, probably the way. My my
3: favorite thing about national. Security has always been um, submarines.
0: Yep. Yeah, yep.
3: yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah. I don't know anyone who's ever had a fight underwater.
0: <laughs> I don't know what they do down there. No, how does it no, work?
3: No, and you, I mean, who'd go? The smell of semen in those things would make a dog sick. <laughs> like, <laughs> who, who would go in a submarine, boy? And we spend uh, billions fucking on serious them. Serious
0: deep cleaning needed in there. Yeah, like, yeah.
3: Why? I don't, I don't get it. Well, well, I know I've we've got a couple understood. of... Comp- it's a big yeah.
0: fucking statement to say that we've signed a billion-dollar submarine contract with a French company.
3: Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um,
0: that's just, you know, word gets around, oh, fuck, Australia's investing in submarines. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what the submarines do, but it's just good to, good to tell people about it. Well, you just park I them think. in the harbour, don't
2: you? And it's just a word-of-mouth thing is what you're saying. Just so. word-of-mouth. Yeah, no, that's I'd right.
3: fail to see the purpose.
2: Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's like when the story gets out that I beat someone in a, like arm wrestle at the pub then people just yeah. start backing off. Yeah. Um, wrestles are submarines. Yeah, yep. Australia's yep. got
3: submarines. Oh, yeah.
2: Well. Great. All right, so cool. So national security is uh, still an intangible, um, ambiguous term, we would say, mm-hmm. um, uh, but it's uh, mainly about boats or submarines. Stop the boats.
1: It's a typical Aussie morning on a typical Aussie day. I love this place I was born in, in a typical Aussie way. And I'd sure hate to lose our sunshine, but I feel it slipping away. And we're gonna have to wake up sometime, that everything is not okay. Have a go, we can do it. Have a go, we'll come through it. That's how we got the country started Boots and all are not half-hearted Let's all climb that mountain That's what mountains are for Let's all stand up for the counting. Where we can be is worth working for Have a go, you can do it
0: It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. There's nothing on earth to fear. There's only one thing to fear, and that is Kevin Rudd still speaking Chinese.
1: Chinese. Ugly scenes in federal parliament. Oh, giving
2: The Leader of the Opposition slept right through the critical vote. He was drunk. No, well, come on. I mean, we're not running a sideshow. I might ask the Leader of the Opposition, did he have his children on board when he met Kerry Packer for lunch two Thursdays ago?
1: A ballot for the leadership and deputy leadership of the Labor Party at four thirty today. In the meantime, the it's the
3: time
0: when the public gets to hear how the executive accounts for themselves. Question time. Question time, indeed, mate. This is a new segment where we're answering questions from you, the listener. Mm. You've submitted these. You might have a burning question out there on, you know, of some major national significance that mm-hmm. you want answered. Yep. Or maybe it's a follow-up question from a previous episode that we've tackled. Well, maybe it's more a comment than a question, which is okay. That's right. Maybe, maybe you just want to air your fears. You can contact us via Instagram at haveagopodcast or if you're into the longer form via email, haveagopodcast at gmail.com. Mate, this one comes from Reese, who contacted us via email. This was back when we did the episode on the Republican movement, you mm-hmm. might remember. Mm. Please go back and listen if you want to refresh. Yeah, it's all mm. timeless content. Yep, He says, I recall concerns at the time of the referendum that a popular elected presidential model would result in US-style campaigns requiring funding out of the reach of most Australians, limiting the candidate pool to the wealthy elite. Mm. Social media has changed the game to the point where Taylor Swift can make it to number one on Triple J and Egg can get one million likes on Instagram and everything is now called something mix something face. Mm. As such, is friendly Geordies an odds-on favourite to be voted in as our new first president? Thanks for the letter, uh, Reese. That's a very thought-provoking
2: piece of, um, of writing there. And in answer to your question, yes. So Friendly Geordies yes. is
0: a YouTube
2: sensation, a social mm. commentator of some description, would you say? Okay. Well, I, yeah, I'm not I'm not totally across him, but I feel like he is a big player in the national discourse, at least at the youth level. Would, you, would that be fair to say?
0: Certainly at the youth level. That's Certainly right. Certainly, the, yeah, the, the 15 to 30 demographic, I'd say. Yeah,
2: the, the one that we disparage one, yeah. constantly on this program. Um,
0: um, well, he's so, very controversial though. He courts controversy. Okay. I think he'd probably be ruled out on the basis that he would immediately trigger a constitutional crisis of some description, would you say? Yeah. I see, but the And then pro- probably do a YouTube video about it. So it's
2: probably like the same problem that we had with Nick Kyrgios mm. being the um, yeah, being the, the new uh, president of Australia, so to speak, is that the problem is though is in a democracy that this shit can happen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No. Yep. But I guess if the, advan- I mean, look, if online popularity is the yardstick, um, Reece, mm. for where we're heading, then it unfortunately would put Roxy Jasenko in the mix mm. um, So and her exploited children, which she puts online with their own <laughs> Instagram accounts. So, I mean, we could be run by
0: the new Trumps if um, she goes Don't to mind our, it. Mm. Don't mind it. Um, maybe one of those Fitzbo Insta <laughs> accounts as well. Or maybe the guy that does those Aussie man reviews yeah. videos.
2: Yeah, I reckon I could go for that. I'm, I
0: mean, that would really um, jingo up our image mm. to the world again. I think so Crocodile Dundee 3 Just on the wealthy elites thing I mean you can't bootstrap A presidential campaign I mean you need a team Of comms And strategy advisors All just You know Educated and skilled In the dark arts Like that's the only way You get into power And you need to pay them handsomely That's right So I don't want anyone Who's on less than 80k gone, you know, for the, right. for the head of state role. Wealthy elites are the best type of leaders. That's right. I mean, you can't be president of Australia unless you've got a lot of long service mm. leave. And the fun part is you get to see their tax returns. Yeah, that's if true. If they release them. Great letter, Um Okay, let's go back to the subject at hand, which is national security. So, mate, there's a national security hotline. Mm. I believe you're aware of this. I am. The tagline is, if you see something suspicious, report it. Yes. And you might be familiar with that. They rolled those ads out a while back. Sometimes you see them in front of like, you know, during the trailers when you're at the movies. Yeah. um, Very doomsy. Yeah. Very, Mm. very doomsy. Yep. Does this go against our persona as the happy-go-lucky country to be dobbing on each other? Not at all, mate, because we're not the happy-go-lucky we're not country. No, we're so um,
2: we actually love this kind of stuff. And don't you love in the movies when you're getting snuggly with your wife, and you've got mm. your arm around her and the thing just pops into your head is just watch out for terrorism. Yeah. And you start looking around and seeing what people are drinking out of their drinks or yeah. what's, thinking about what could be
0: in their popcorn. Yeah, uh, I love checking them. your wife's search history. <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> mate, I went on the, the National Security Government website uh, yesterday. They've got a list of what we should be looking out for in yep. order to protect ourselves against terrorism. And I just wanted to raise these point by point just for the audience's own kind of understanding. Yeah, okay. Because we should all be aware of these types of things. Yeah, okay. Of course. Yeah. So I'm not sure of the order of these, but anyway, the first point that they've got is you should be aware of any unusual filming or photography of official buildings or other critical infrastructure.
2: Okay. Yeah. Now, I was just going to ask you, do you think the, the casino counts as uh, an official building? Could, I would say so. If
0: so, there's a lot of people in trouble after Hamilton was on New the York Theatre. <laughs> That's as a right. Star.
2: And also, as well, I'd just like to say, if you see me trying to snap a QR code after 25 schooners, um,
0: yeah, I'm not actually filming that suspiciously. <laughs> I just can't stand up. Do you reckon unusual photography? You know, if you see someone taking a photo of the UTS building, <laughs> yes, definitely, because no one would be doing that.
2: Well, it's stunning, brutalist art, isn't it? I mean, can you? You could forgive a terrorist. For I doing guess you that. could.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, Number two on the list here, suspicious vehicles near significant buildings, that word again, Mm -hmm. or in busy public places.
2: Yeah. Okay. So this one's pretty obvious. So you've got to think things that look out of place. Okay. So I I would say, you know, cars that are unattended in a no parking zone. So, or anything in double bay that's not pre-2019 European. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or unless it's a black WRX with sick ticks number plates with the engine running. No, yeah, yeah, that's probably. I've seen three of those double. today already. Yeah,
0: yeah that's right. I mean, well, we- yeah. Whenever I see a car in the city now, I just immediately jump onto the footpath <laughs> um, and I need to jump off the footpath because there's a car inevitably there coming straight at me. But cars shouldn't be in the cities. No, not at all. What are your thoughts on bollards?
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I, I, I would carry a lot of bollards if I could. They're pretty heavy.
0: Um, I reckon if you were in the bollards business, you'd be making a bit of coin now. There's a fair bit of demand for those bollards. There is, isn't there? Good time to get into up. the bollards biz. Yeah,
2: the, the bollard uh, manufacturers would love panic. Whenever I see a bollard,
0: I just think, fuck,
2: what happened to our society? I know. I think that too. I mean, um, you know, it's very tragic, but good on the bollards, Uh uh, manufacturers,
0: that is. Yeah, growth industry. Point number three here, suspicious accommodation needs. Yes. So, I don't know what your thoughts are there. I mean, I've seen a lot of people building granny flats Mm -hmm. during the COVID period. Yep. Taking advantage of home builder scheme. Yep. I mean, what looks like a beautiful Wi-Fi enabled granny flat. You know, with plumbing and electricity, is actually a bomb factory being subsidised by the Australian government. Is that concerning to you?
2: It certainly is. Even though the resale value is fucking immense, um, it is a, it is a real problem. What's um, another
0: suspicious accommodation? Just anyone booking anything in Parramatta?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was also, yeah, that definitely. I didn't even think about that, but I was saying like a, a rented garage in Sydney CBD uh, being used to uh, store suspicious material, like a car. Yeah, yeah, because you know, usually it, it, it would definitely arouse suspicion if it wasn't just filled with like twenty-five
0: students yeah. sitting in bunks. Do you know that guy's number? I'm sick of paying thirty dollars now at Wilson Car Parks <laughs> in the city. But Bloody I hard mean, to get a park I mean, in look, the,
2: the, the rental market is actually slowing down in Sydney at the mm. moment, so it's um, it's probably a very dangerous time. So if
0: you're living in Emu Plains, just yeah. just keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> uh, point number four on the list: unusual purchases of large quantities of fertilizer, chemicals, or explosives. Mm, so mm. obviously, COVID saw a you know a spike in purchases of fertilizer at Bunnings. Yeah, yeah, so right. is this a concern? Is this a major concern? I don't know, but Does Bunnings always... have a duty to yeah. reporting this information to the government.
2: I think they do. I mean, Bunnings is is, is a prominent player now, isn't it? It's probably yeah. only one level removed from from fucking the Senate, isn't yeah. it?
0: Well, I mean, we've got data retention laws for telcos yeah. up to two years. Why can't Bunnings have the same laws applied to them? And if they anyone been... who passes through getting a bit of fertilizer, put them on a list. That's right. And if they if they're not already, they should be. But you know just reading. This one, I was
2: always fucking sus on Costa (laughs) Georgiatis.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Right in front of our eyes too for years. On the bloody national broadcaster too. A lifestyle that doesn't add up is the next point on the list. Now, this is my favorite one, I reckon, because Mm. it's just so subjective. It is. that lifestyle doesn't add up.
2: No, not at all. I mean, you know, anyone who's under the age of 24 with a property portfolio simply (laughs) from not eating out. Bullshit. I
0: mean, I know whenever I meet a new person, I mentally assess their lifestyle and wonder whether that stacks up. That's right. And if it doesn't, you know. I'm reporting them to the government, of course, short of my expectation.
2: I mean, I get really sus on boring social media accounts with anything more than 50K followers. Yeah. You know, so that doesn't add up either. You just bought those from a Bangladeshi bot farm.
0: So what is it meant to add
2: up to, just a conventional Australian lifestyle? Is that what we're meant to be assessing? And what does that mean anymore? I'm not even sure. I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's a formula that Peter Dutton has, but it's not for public consumption.
0: Well, the government uses the example of September 11 when terrorists in the US undertook flight training but weren't interested in learning how to take off and land. Okay. So I guess that would have been a big red flag if these blokes were doing, you know, pilot courses. <laughs> Turning up Tutorial more. three: How to land. No, not yeah. going gonna to bother with that one. Yeah, just wake Can me. Can I still pass? Yep.
2: <laughs> just wake me up when we
0: go into the low-level flying stage. Yeah, episode four when you go into the trade center. Yeah, he didn't miss that one. No, he didn't. Um, okay, point six: False or multiple identities. Yeah, I feel like this one should be at the top. Yep, definitely this feels more important. This is I pretty think tangible. than taking photos of UTS building. Yep. So. Yeah, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, anyone with a couple of identities is usually, you know, sucks. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I act differently around my wife
2: compared to my friends, so does that make me a flight risk? I think it does. Does multiple identities also
0: relate to burner accounts?
2: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. I think so. So, I mean, how many people? It's more more a case how of How many who? people am I? Here. Yeah, that's right, exactly. About six
0: different Twitter accounts.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um yeah, I've got no idea with that one, mate. That yeah. is very, very wide.
0: Yeah, that is mm. wide. And um, and the last one here is under, unattended bags. So I mm. generally, I generally get frightened whenever I see an unattended bag. Mm. And I'm obviously, talking about cocaine, <laughs> um, Christ, there's a bag of cocaine sitting there by itself.
2: Yeah, please test it. Um, yeah, look, unattended bags. I mean, this this rule just wreaks havoc with my butler. Yeah. He just
0: never knows what to do. But. Nothing is more frightening than seeing a bag, and I'm talking about a backpack or a suitcase, just sitting there in an airport, you know, in the city. Mm. It is frightening, isn't it? I want to go back to the days when that was okay. Yeah, I do too. I didn't worry about it that much. Just like one of those just generic
2: black Samsonite, Just sitting Mm. there, it's just and it's just ready to detonate. Yeah, you know, it's probably just got bloody couple of pairs of undies in it, but you know, not in Australia, it's it's here to get us. But I mean, look, it's I think the unattended bags thing, it's it's one of those, it's it's overreach, isn't it? I mean, no bags, uh, you can't leave your bag anymore. You can't even have a bloody bin on a railway platform (laughs) anymore. You know what I mean? So that means I've been carrying rubbish in my fucking bag since like twenty seventeen.
0: Yeah, so you can't throw it on the ground anymore because littering's bad as well. That's right. And you know what the what the the byproduct
2: of this is? Is that basically the contents. Of my bag, and now probably enough for an improvised explosive device. <laughs> I mean, with all the bloody banana peels and, and empty cans of coke, there's enough potassium and carbon in there to fucking go up in smoke. <laughs> okay, so they you know didn't what? see that one coming. No, they? that's right, they didn't. They didn't. That it's should a,
0: have been another law that we could have passed. That's right. Unintended consequence. All right, mate, are we in trouble here. Oh, going going go? Go. Okay. it's all about a fair go for those who have a go.
1: This is the best have country in the world. In